You're listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast. Graphite is half of a lithium battery. In fact, some people suggest that there's so much graphite in a lithium battery, they should be called graphite batteries. Be that as it may, graphite is clearly now one of the so-called critical minerals that America and Europe is desperately trying to get its hands on because the Chinese dominate the market so heavily. Big graphite finds outside of China are now highly valuable because the American and European battery makers and car makers want the graphite, and this is where Kingsland thinks it's on a winner. Kingsland has made what looks to be a major graphite discovery in the Northern Territory. They're getting some spectacular assay results, high grades, 10% plus graphite, over widths of more than 200 metres. They've already outlined mineralisation over five kilometres, and it looks like it could go for up to 20 kilometres in total. Richard Maddox, the managing director, has just had a chat with me about the huge potential of this project in the NT, why it looks so good, where it's going to, and the news flow for the company over the next few months. There's no doubt they're onto something, it's just a question of how big it is and how long before everybody wakes up to just what a substantial graphite discovery Kingsland has on its hands. Richard, you just put out some spectacular results. These assays, 200 odd metres at 10% total graphitic carbon, otherwise just known as graphite. The share price slept about 30 odd percent. People were clamouring for the stock. Why were they so hungry for it? Well, I think it, um, it's every hole we've drilled is de-risking the project and it's firming up the size, I think. And these holes were located on the uh, northwestern side. They're open long stripe to the north and the west, or the north. Um, and I think it uh, it just consolidates the fact that we have got a sizable deposit here. Um, and we're still drilling, so I think every hole we put in just firms up the uh, the size and tonnage potential of this deposit. Now, that latest assay, 200-odd metres at 10% graphite, how does that compare? People know what a good gold result is, even a, a decent spodumene result these days, but what is 10% graphite? Well, it, it, it means that 10% of the rock that was drilled is is pure graphite, graphitic carbon. So, you know, it, it's, it's a good grade. If you look at uh, some of our peers around the world who are in, in production, um, it, it measures up to that to a, a good grade. But, the you know, the main thing to take out of it is the width. You know, it's, it's a downhole width of more than 200 metres, which corresponds to a true width of uh, in excess of 100 to 150 metres um, and outcrops on surface. So... The important thing is really the uh, geometry of the deposit. It's it's wide and it's shallow on surface, so that's obviously very very favourable for any future mining prospects. Now these were just the latest in a in a string of very good results, weren't they? Mm. It wasn't yeah, like right. this was the first hole or the only good hole. Yeah, you've, you've had a, a strong run of very oh, that's right. Wide yeah, it's, it's yeah. We've been drilling now since uh, since May, so we've had a few months of drilling there. We've drilled um, you know thirty odd RC holes and half a dozen diamond holes, and we're still drilling now. Um, and, and we've had a fair bit of success in, in uh, delineating that wide, high-grade deposit. So, you know, some holes have missed the target. You know, there's there's um, there's bush up there and hills and things like that, so we have to work out exactly where we're drilling. And we've done that now, um, and we're now going to be focusing on the western side of the deposit and, um, and also infilling the eastern side to come up with a resource early next year. So what are the dimensions based on what you know so far? Well... Based on historic drilling and our current drilling and also just field reconnaissance, you know, we know we've got 20 kilometres of strike length you know, from in, in, in our tenements and we've been drilling about five kilometres of that. So you, you can easily come to a conclusion, you know, based on simple mathematics on, on the size potential of the deposit. So 
we've only scratched the surface yet. So, you know, we could spend a lot of money on drilling this deposit. Um, there's no point in doing that up front. So we'll just target a smaller area first and just prove up a significant size resource and work from there. So in simple terms, you're targeting a five-kilometre stretch of a 20-kilometre graphitic schist that you've outlined. That's right. In, yeah, in that's the first right, case, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that exploration target that you've published is yeah. based on the five-kilometre stretch. Is that correct? That, that's right, yeah. We, we assume the depth of 200 metres, vertical depth, and a width of 100 metres. And that, that's what's being proven up now with the drilling. We're, we're, and are the results you're getting consistent with turning that exploration target into a resource? Oh, yes, it, it is at this stage, yeah. Um, there are some areas we haven't drilled. Um, it is a, a uh, operating um, cattle um, station, so we are avoiding some of the watering points for the cattle. It's the dry season there. Um, so there are some gaps in the drilling, which we hope to infill later on. But the, the drilling to date, obviously, it does indicate that that exploration target is achievable, um, given the dimensions we have uh, drilled so far. Now, there's more to having a big graphite find than just the intersections and the grade, isn't it? Not all graphite is equal. Uh, if we go back to the last graphite boom of some years ago, there was a lot of talk about flake sizes. Now, you just put out an announcement about the flake size. Can you explain to us what is flake size and, and what have you got and why does that matter? Well, the graphite as it forms in the rock um, can form into, into small flakes and the end use for the graphite depends on the flake size. Traditionally, coarser flake graphite has been favourable to, um, to be used in industrial purposes. Um, but going forward now, when the, the main use of graphite is forecast to be for um, electric vehicle batteries and the like, uh, a, a finer grade, a, fi a finer flake, a finer flake size is more desirable. Um, and we have just released some uh, very preliminary initial work on some thin section on some of the diamond drill core we've drilled, and that indicates we've got that sort of flake size around the 100 mesh or 150 microns, um, you know, down to around 75 microns, which is a favourable size. To, um, to making spherical graphite, which is the end product used in car batteries. So the upshot of that is those latest results show that the flake size or the graphite, more importantly, that you have is suitable for use in lithium batteries. That's right, That's yeah. the long and the short of it. Yeah, that's right. It, 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 I mean, I, I will stress it is early days yet. Um, it, it's only thin section work, so it's just indicative. Um, I'll be going up to site next week to take some samples from the drill core, which will be submitted for metallurgical test work. And that'll give us ideas of the flotation characteristics of the material and also some of the flake size distribution as well. And the idea being that once you've established that you've got the right metallurgical characteristics, the, the graphite then is made into what they call battery anode material, which for the benefit of our listeners here, Richard, is basically one half of a lithium battery. Well, that's right, yeah. It's, it's the anode side of the battery. The other side's the cathode, which is the uh, the uh, lithium side. Um Test work going forward, you know, I said we'll be doing some metallurgical test work for flotation characteristics. Um, we'll get the concentrate from that. Um, you know, a, a concentrate grade of 95% is, you know, what we're targeting for that. And, and once you get sufficient um, concentrate to do more test work, the next stage is doing test work to see if that can be purified further to 99.95% and also made into spherical graphite as well. So... There's a bit of a test work program ahead of us in the next 12 months or so, but uh, early stages so far with the thin section work, it's uh, it's positive. So you could have an absolutely spectacular discovery on your hands here. Size, grade, you know, the flake size looks like it's going to do the business for you, albeit early days, as you point out, but more test work to come. But at this stage, the evidence looks absolutely overwhelming, doesn't it? This is, this oh, look, is it's fascinating. It, it's very encouraging. It's early stages. Uh, it's very encouraging. Um, you know, the, the, the main thing that uh, I think 
separates this deposit from others is, is its location. You know, it's, it's about a two and a half hour drive south of Darwin. So it's a it's a big place. It's a great place to do work, and it's obviously well placed for any future um, development. But there's more to the location than that, isn't it? Because the world, you know, America and its uh, and and Europe and the car makers, lithium battery makers, are desperately trying to source graphite that doesn't come out of China. China's the dominant player in this market, isn't it? So if they can find alternative supplies for any critical metal, not just not just graphite. They're obviously very keen to get their hands on it. Mm. We've seen that with lithium and, and and the likes. So this graphite, you would think, if it all stacks up as it looks like it, it may well, you would expect there's going to be strong interest in this from the likes of North America and Europe, wouldn't you? Oh, look, yeah, for sure, Paul. I think, um, like you said, it the the forecast demand going forward, you know, with the increased um, demand for electric vehicles, obviously flows down to an increased demand for the raw products. You know, lithium's one, and obviously graphite's another. Um, China is currently now the world's dominant producer of graphite and also refined graphite for the car batteries. So, you know, with increased demand, there'll have to be um, more supply coming forward so we can hopefully meet that from our project, um, but also diversification of supply as well, So, um, which is very important. So I think um, if we can drive this project um, forward in the next, um, you know, 18, 24 months, obviously I, I would suggest that there will be interest um, for end users. Now, the graphite price hasn't been great, has it, of late? Well, it has. It has um, the last twelve months. It has subsided a fair bit. I think that's you know just due to supply and demand characteristics, a slowdown of the Chinese economy and 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 the like. Um, but you know the the underlying um, forecast going forward is very positive, purely on the um, the uptick in demand for um, electric vehicle batteries. The consensus which, the consensus outlook is that the market is will very soon turn into a supply deficit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and 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 all supply well, all analysts of graphite are suggesting that. So. I think um, there's all. It's it's in. It's just about to turn now. I think you know. It, there's increasing demand now for electric vehicles. You see, uh, sales in Australia are going up the last twelve months as well, and that'll be the same around the world. So I think as that demand goes up in the next um, five years or so, there'll be a significant increase in demand for graphite. So you'd think that it perhaps it could be in a bit of a low point at the moment, given that there's been. Uh, a lack of investment in graphite for so many years. It hasn't had the sexy lithium battery angle to it that it now has. So as the demand for EVs and batteries takes off and there's a lack of new supply coming on stream, you could have the planets align for a, a price turnaround. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you, you'd hope for that. I think right now there's a slight oversupply in graphite. You know, the the uh, preferred input is that finer flake graphite, but you can use coarser flake as well. So I think as the as demand goes, as demand increases, there'll be a more refined um, use for targeting end products of different flake sizes. And I think that's where our graphite deposit might come to the fore because it can supply, well, we hope it can supply that uh, favourable flake size. Now, graphite isn't the only uh, ticket in the lottery you have here, is it? Um, no, that's right. We've got other commodities in the area as well. Um, we drilled uh, uranium last year and had a small uranium resource, which we proved up. And uh, the uranium price is looking very positive now, so that's always sitting in the uh, on the back burner at the moment. But that's always there. We can uh, have a look at that in the future. Now, the uranium price is is soaring. It's now got a six in front of it, sixty odd dollars. Yeah, that's right. Pound. That's right. Yeah. Is that tempting you to um, to rev that up? I know you have got your hands full with the graphite discovery. But- oh, look, it's look. Our focus right now is graphite. Um, you know. We, we, We've done a capital raise recently. We've raised about $3 million, um, you know, but obviously when you're doing a lot of drilling, you know, you've got to be careful with how you spend your money. Um, I think graphite is the is the uh, the focus at the moment given the size of the deposit and, and 
we do believe there is a globally significant uh, deposit there, so we're going to target that, and that'll be our focus at this stage, I think. But like you said, uranium's there in the background, so if the, if the price goes up, you know, you're, we'll look at it again. Yeah. So at the graphite project, Leyland, you have a diamond rig whirring away. Yep. Are you planning to to keep that going? What happens with the wet season? Will you have to stand back for a oh, while? Yes, yeah, we, we won't drill during the wet season. The wet season will start around November. We'll probably stop drilling. Um, and the rigs won't get back in there until maybe April next year, around there. Um, so there's about a five-month um, hiatus in drilling there. But obviously we'll have all the information here to go through. We're looking at resource estimation work. We'll have a lot of metallurgical test work going through over that period as well. So there'll be a, a fair bit of news flow over that uh, wet period. Will you have um, enough drilling done by the time you have to stop, Richard, to be able to calculate that maiden resource? Yeah, yes, we will, yeah. I don't expect it'll be the entire five kilometres at this stage. It, it might be, though. It depends how we can access some areas and when the wet season starts and when it ends and things like that. But, um, yes, we're, da- we're targeting our maiden resource in the uh, March quarter next year. So you'll have the news flow of the drilling results. By the time the assays come through, it'll take you up to presumably Christmas or so. Mm-hmm. You'll feed through into all the, the met and ongoing studies and results. Yep, so that's right. By the time you've got all that on the table, it'll be time to get back out there and start drilling again. Well, you're probably right. I think it might be. Yeah. yeah yes. um, you know, obviously, uh, I think our, our drilling right now, the spacing we're doing will, will tend more towards the inferred resource for a lot of the areas there. So obviously to upgrade that, we'll do some more infill drilling um, next year sometime. Um, to upgrade the resource to in, to indicated, and obviously once you get that indicated resource and uh, and pending favourable metallurgy, we can uh, work the project forward that, from that. I sense you're trying to keep a lid on the excitement factor, but if you look at the results, you must be quietly pretty stoked about what you've come across. Oh look, yeah, we are. They're, they're pretty good, but I, I guess that's the the geologist um, in me. You're always a bit cautious on on results. You want to make sure you you've well, got some, things some in the bag first. Are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah. You, you make sure what you've got. Yeah, you, know, you make sure you've got it in the bag first before you yeah. brag about it. So yeah. I think, um, look, it's very look, it's very encouraging at this early date. You, you clearly have a, you clearly yeah. have a policy of uh, of trying to under promise and over deliver, though. Well, it's better than the other way around, isn't it? That's yes. right. Yeah, yes. but <laughs> but sure. I suppose people have been, plenty of people been burnt by the other way around, as you put it. But the results, if you just look at them at face value, mm. they are absolutely probably without peer in this country. Uh, yeah. certainly in recent times, and given the changing nature and dimensions of the global graphite market, it looks like the planets could be aligning for you and your shareholders just sensationally. Well, I mean, you look at every OECD country in the world has got critical mineral strategies and strategic mineral strategies, you know, lithium, graphite and rare earths and the like. So we're, we're in the right spot as far as that's you know is concerned. And obviously, like I said before, we're in the right location. So... And with demand going forward for batteries, um, you can't see the demand for batteries, you know, not increasing. So there is going to be an increased, you know, demand for graphite going forward. So we're well placed to take advantage of that. You'd expect to get knocks on the door from the likes of some of America's bigger players, wouldn't you, and the Europeans as, as this unfolds? Oh, look, I, I, it's starting now with some of the um, more advanced projects and producers are uh, starting to supply some of the downstream um, consumers of batteries, you know, car manufacturers and the like. Um, so that that's you know part of the picture going forward. I expect once we get the project more advanced. Richard, it sounds like you've really got got a, a tiger by the tail here. I know you're very keen to emphasise that it's early days, but if you look at those results, it's pretty hard not to be impressed and to wonder what it is that's unfolding up there in the NT. But uh, good luck with the drilling, and uh, obviously plenty of news flow up until Christmas and beyond. Uh, we'll watch it closely. Thanks for your time. 
No worries, Paul. Great to talk to you. You've been listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast produced by Resource Media, hosted by Paul Armstrong for Reed Corporate. Please note that Reed Corporate does not provide investment advice and investors should seek personalised advice before making any investment decisions.